Mwanji from BA. This is a Rorschach Malawi update from the 15th of June 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. Locals will have to pay more for basic services. Last week, local news reported that the country's five water boards had increased their tariffs by an average of 50%. The Northern Region Water Board was given a 65% hike. Blantyre Water Board was given a 90% tariff hike, and the Central and Southern Region Water Boards were given a 50% tariff hike. Some of the boards have already implemented the changes, but others will do so gradually. John Capito, the Executive Director of the Consumers Association of Malawi, has accused the boards of pushing their inefficiencies to the customers and has threatened to go to court. Meanwhile, the Electricity Supply Corporation of Malawi, or ESCOM, has also asked to increase their tariffs. ESCOM submits a base tariff application to the Malawi Energy Regulatory Authority, or MIRA, once every four years. On Tuesday the 13th, ESCOM asked MIRA to approve a 70% tariff hike from 2023 to 2027. They said this will help them finance their operational and capital requirements. Mira said they will conduct public hearings on ESCOM's submission in order to decide whether or not to approve the tariffs in July 2023 in Blantyre, Lilongwe and Mzuzu. Still on price increases, recall that Ilovo Sugar Malawi, the country's sole sugar manufacturer, increased the price of sugar, quote, to curb illegal exports of the commodity, unquote. On Wednesday the 14th, the Ministry of Trade and Industry released a statement saying Simplex Chithiola, the Minister of Trade and Industry, and Sosten Gwengwe, the Minister of Finance, held a meeting with Jimmy Lipunga, Ilobo's board chairperson, and Lekani Katandula, Ilovo's managing director on Sunday the 11th. The government had threatened to issue licenses for sugar imports to other traders if Ilovo did not reduce their prices. The government said Ilovo agreed to lower their prices and will do so within a week. Locals were anticipating the reduced sugar prices, but were hit with a dramatic twist of events instead. On Wednesday the 14th, Ilovo released a statement saying they had not committed to reducing sugar prices. Olive Kawalama, the Communications and Stakeholder Relations Manager for Ilovo, confirmed they had met with the ministry but said they were asked to consider reducing sugar prices. This way, the ministry would consider cancelling the licenses for sugar importation. She said Ilovo agreed to reply to the ministry within a week and not to reduce their prices. A lot of people are hoping the government will give out sugar licenses to other retailers. More eyebrow-raising news sprang out after local media revealed that the government had reversed its decision to appoint Mayamiko Nkoloma, a technology expert, as a commissioner of the National Planning Commission, or NPC. 
Last month, Peter Simbani, the controller of Statutory Corporation, said the government had appointed Nkoloma as the NPC commissioner, but the Public Appointments Committee had to confirm it. On Wednesday the 14th, local media shared a private letter from the NPC addressed to Nkoloma saying the government had reversed his appointment with immediate effect. It didn't say why. The private letter was called into question. Some people think something fishy happened and are side-eyeing the NPC. Locals are concerned that the prices of commodities might go up because Ralph Tseka, the spokesperson for the Reserve Bank of Malawi, said on Friday the 9th that the country has run out of foreign exchange reserves. He said the country's forex won't last a month since the government has been spending 50 million US dollars per month on fuel depleting the country's fuel reserves. Malawi has been facing forex shortages for months and some economic experts have suggested another kuacha devaluation. Last week, David Young, the U.S. ambassador to Malawi, advised President Chakwera to devalue the kuacha so that the exchange rate for the dollar matches the black market rates. If President Chakwera follows this advice, the kuacha devaluation will lead to a price hike for commodities such as cooking oil. Betani Tereni, an economic expert, said Malawi has a habit of importing second-hand items, which is illegal, and this leads to a depletion of foreign reserves in the country. Authorities have increased taxes on imports because they are trying to stop people from buying things from outside the country using foreign currency, which as a consequence leaves Malawi. He made this comment while speaking on the Malawi Revenue Authority's decision to conduct a physical examination of used underwear. Speaking of forex shortage, the fiscal police at Kamuzu International Airport arrested five women for money laundering. They had 338 ATM cards from different local banks used to launder money. The five, Selina Mkandawire, Fatima Tziko, Dines Mfande, Hanifa Osman and Fukama Piri, all aged between 33 and 66, were arrested shortly after landing in the country from Dubai. The police said the women were working with officials from banks as well as the Reserve Bank of Malawi. There are growing calls for the police to release their findings. In other news, last week we mentioned that Ken Zikale Ngoma, the Minister of Homeland Security, said they will continue their arrests of refugees since some of them are wanted fugitives. On Monday the 12th, the government revealed that they had deported Vincent John Daniel Cagnoni, a 53-year-old Rwandan who is wanted in his country. Yolande Makolo, the spokesperson and head of government communications, also confirmed Canyoni's arrest, but did not reveal why he was wanted. Amidst the government's, quote, persecution, unquote, of refugees, local media has revealed that the Immigration Department issued a Malawian diplomatic passport to Dozi 
Mombozi, a Nigerian national whose background is full with fraud allegations. Rumors have it that Mombozi received his passport two hours after making an application, even though it was after working hours. Spokespersons for the Homeland Affairs and Foreign Affairs Ministries said the directive to issue a passport to Mobosi did not come from their ministries. However, an anonymous source said that President Chakwera ordered Mobosi's passport issuance shortly after meeting with former President Bakili Mulusi last week. The Immigration Department is notorious for delaying the release of passports, so this news has angered a lot of locals who have to wait in long queues to apply for one and then endure weeks or months before it is processed or approved. Recall that Mobozi is sponsoring Bakili's Tigwirane Manje, which loosely translates as Let's Hold Hands initiative, which seeks to build houses for Tropical Cyclone Freddy survivors. President Chakwera co-hosted the first ever national conference on separation of powers with Rezine Mzikamanda, the Chief Justice, and Catherine Gotanihara, the Speaker of Parliament. The conference was held on Monday the 12th and Tuesday the 13th in Lilongwe. President Chakwera said the conference seeks to pursue accountancy and transparency among people with fiduciary positions in all government branches and agencies. Two clips from the conference have been trending. In the first clip, Mzikamanda referred to President Chakwera as a vice president whose name is Saulos Chilima. He apologized and tried to correct himself, but this didn't stop people from laughing. A few hours later, Dr. John Barker, a fellow of the Lauterbach Center for International Law, made a similar error while making his salutations too. He referred to the vice president as, quote, Saulos Chacuera, unquote, and quickly followed it up with, quote, here we go again, unquote, causing the conference hall to erupt with laughter. You can watch the clips in our show notes. Authorities' behavior was called into question since they tend to focus on, quote, insignificant, unquote, issues. On Monday the 12th, authorities in the Central East Education Division, or CEED, said that some teachers wore, quote, seductive clothes, unquote. Billy Banda, the division manager, said teachers must dress in a way that does not offend or distract learners or fellow teachers. A statement dated Monday the 12th by the CEED said bareback dresses, miniskirts, tight and short trousers, sagging pants and blouses that show cleavage are among the pieces of clothing that should be avoided. One comment on Twitter reads, quote, Our children still learn under trees, but it's the knees you are worried about. Unquote. And that's it for this week. Another quick question. How are we doing on bias? Axe grinding? We try to be independent and stick to the facts and context with favor and fear of none. How are we doing? So do we seem even a teensy bit biased? Tell us at malawi at Pitani bueno. Thank you.